Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Send the tweets. Send them hot at Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. I'm going to get to a couple of things because... We're still figuring out who's going to be in the postseason because the Colts are still playing, even though they're up 17-10 over Tennessee, which would be great to see Andrew Luck come from come from where he was, which was questionable whether or not he was going to play again. I don't mean to be tr- too dramatic about that, to end up going back to the playoffs in his first year. It would be huge for him, for his status as one of the preeminent quarterbacks in the league. Because anytime we talk about the future of this league, you notice, and I'm thinking Colts fans probably feel differently. There's probably a couple of Luck fans out there who feel differently. We talk about Mahomes. We talk about Watson in the AFC. We talk about Baker Mayfield, a little bit of Sam Darnold. We don't mention Andrew Luck. And he's as good as anybody. The future of the, of the league, or at least the future of the conference. And who's going to be battling out to go to a Super Bowl? We mention those guys. We don't very often mention Andrew Luck. And with what we've seen this year and with where they are, they still got to clean out some of what that mess was left by Ryan Grigson. And I think they'll do a good job with Ballard. But over this time, this has been such a big year for him. And we forget that you got to take him seriously. When you consider that the guy he's supposed to be playing against, Mariota, or who's out, Yeah, there's a question about whether or not he'll ever get to that level where you think that you take him seriously every single week and how years can slip out of your hands. 855-2124-CBS. Speaking of a year that slipped out of their hands, I thought it was a bizarre incident today. We're, uh, We're watching, and I think they showed this on CBS. We're watching Nance and Romo and Tracy Wolfson do a Browns-Ravens game, and a, being a person in Cleveland, it's a surreal experience. A game that's actually on the line, and they show, and it, did they or did they not, Hick? Didn't they show a live look in in Pittsburgh, or was that just something I saw on the internet? I think they did at least twice, if I'm correct. Okay, they did a live look in in Pittsburgh. I think that they did. Either way, just for the drama of it. And they show Pittsburgh Steelers players and fans who are still in the seats and on the big screen TVs in the end zone, they got the Browns and Ravens on. And a Let's Go Brownies chant opens up. And I could not believe the sight that I was seeing. End of the game comes around. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, there's really no team better right now with those two guys. There's no team better. I, I know that some people are mixed on Tony Romo. I absolutely love him. I think he's wonderful. I think he brings a lot of fun and a lot of excitement to the broadcast. I, that's not a shot at Phil Sims or anything like that, but I think that I, I think that Tony Romo is far and away more exciting and more fun than what Phil Sims was in the booth. 
and I think he brings an exceptional level of energy to Jim Nance. It's almost like the college basketball tournament when he, when he brings it there. It, it's a different booth, and I think it's different for the better. And they bring this drama with him. And Tony Romo right before the fourth down and 10 saying, they're going to be sending people. I might take a time out here. And, and I love how he gives you that. It's almost a little bit of Jimmy the Greek where you used to watch the old NFL today, and he'd say he couldn't say points, but he goes, you know, I like him better than maybe, uh, you know, a touchdown here or there. Like kind of just dropping that in. Because people warned Tony Romo about giving away plays. They didn't like him giving away the plays, which I thought a little bit of a sprinkling was okay. But he said, man, you know, I, I think that they're going to bring a blitz here. I might call timeout if I were them. And they didn't. And C.J. Mosley came up with one of the greatest interceptions I've seen in a regular season game by a, by a linebacker. Credit where it's due. It was a fantastic play. The Ravens have played wonderfully over the second half of the season. They've won 6-7. to seven. They are red-ass hot going into the postseason. They play good defense. They're doing enough of what they need to do on offense. Do I take them seriously to go to the Super Bowl? I don't think so, but it's been a tremendous year. John Harbaugh deserves a lot of credit, and Steve Bishotti would be a mortal idiot to let this guy out of his grasps. But to see the unbelievable nature of hoping that the Steelers have to hope that the Browns, who are a 7-7-1 team going into that game, can get a win over Baltimore, I found pathetic. You have Ben Roethlisberger, you have Antonio Brown. You started off the season as one of the teams that people were taking to go to the Super Bowl. And unless this game, to my right, that we're watching with Andrew Luck and I guess Blaine Gabbard against the Tennessee Titans, if this thing goes to somehow a tie which I don't understand how they would allow such a thing to happen, but whatever. Unless this thing goes to a tie, the Pittsburgh Steelers are out of the 2018 playoffs. And you can blame Mike Tomlin all you want, Steeler fan, and I know he makes an easy target. I think I do agree with James Harrison when he says that, man, you know, it's he's won with, he's won with, with cower guys in the past. I believe since their Super Bowl in 2010, they've won three postseason games. I think Andrew Filippone put it out there. Mike Tomlin's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He deserves criticism, no doubt. But to watch this year, to see the pettiness that has gone on between the between the players of the organization, and to hear Ben Roethlisberger some time ago say that he reserves the right to criticize his wide receivers. I saw a veteran franchise quarterback. Play the blame game instead of being a leader, the way that a franchise needs him to be a leader. The Steelers are known to be the golden rule, the golden child of professional sports, the way things are supposed to be done. Steady, strong leadership based in a family that lives and breathes the sport that they're in. They've been doing it for generations. The Rooney sent their kids out. It wasn't nepotism in the silver spoon in the words of Ric Flair. They sent their kids out on the road. You had to earn it, and you knew you'd get it, but you had to earn it the right way if you were going to be a Rooney and you were going to be in charge of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they never wanted to go back to where they were before Chuck Knoll. You had to earn it. And now they find themselves with the fan base at a bit of a crossroads. I don't think. That Mike Tomlin should be let go. I don't think that heads are going to roll. But I do look at this and I think, man, because, and the reason I don't think that Mike Tomlin should be let go is that I still think 
that you can work through some things and you can still get that job done. Even though last week, man, I was as fit to be tied as anything, looking at them going, you, I cannot believe you would put yourself in this situation. I would be going nuts if I was a Steeler fan right now. Absolutely nuts. And while Mike Tomlin deserves criticism, I have to look about the guy who's at the controls on the field. Where your own abject stupidity, your own silliness, and your own pettiness has gotten in the way of you winning championships. Ben Roethlisberger has the talent. He has the physical capabilities. He just lacks the headspace and the emotion to be a multiple upon multiple Super Bowl champion to the essence of Tom Brady and Joe Montana. If he had any bit of the emotional control of either one of those two guys, and I mean this sincerely, he could have beaten both of them for Super Bowls. You have that type of defense. You have Antonio Brown, one of the greatest wide receivers of this generation, if not the best wide receiver of this generation. You have an offensive line that's been able to put itself together from what it was a ramshackles a couple of years ago. And even though there's no Le'Veon Bell who by the way, comes out smelling like roses, except, you know, he's $14 million poorer than what he could have been at the beginning of the year. But he ended up proving his point, didn't he? But you even had those guys who could have run it, and you still could have had the essence of what you were, and you let it slip through your hands. To even be in the position where you're most hated, or what's supposed to be historically, I understand it's been the Browns' fault for the last 20 years that it hasn't, but historically, your most hated divisional rival, to even be in the position that you need to bow to them and hope and pray that they get a win in Week 17 to put you in the playoffs, underline this word, is pathetic. And while you want to lay it on the shoulders of Mike Tomlin, and he's the head coach, it's absolutely understandable. This one goes to hole number seven. Before I've given Ben Roethlisberger credit, Credit for the way that he's ran that football team where they had to switch out guys on the offensive line because the roster had become old and become stagnant, and they had a couple of misses in the draft. Kevin Colbert had a a couple of guys that he missed, and over that time, Ben Roethlisberger, because he is, and, and I do mean this, by his talent, a franchise quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger was able to keep their heads afloat. And I've given him tons of credit for that. But to stand here with the type of talent that you have, overall, I think Tom Brady would love to have your talent. I think overall, Baker Mayfield would love to have your talent going in. Well, he probably would on his own team, so I guess I'll stop short of that. With Patrick Mahomes, probably he still has better talent on the offensive end than with Kansas, with Kansas City. But defensively, I think Patrick Mahomes would take your defense. Deshaun Watson, certainly on the offensive end, would love to have his with the guys that have been banged up. You had that much of a head start. With those players, with tight ends that you can find, with Juju Smith-Schuster, who has fit in as such a nice option for you, and you find yourself out of the playoffs, you blame Mike Tomlin all you want. This is on number seven, who 15 years in decided that he'd rather play the blame game and go after his wide receivers and go after his teammates even after a pick six and even after horrible decisions as he's been known to make his entire career rather than put any responsibility on his own head. 15 years, and he still hasn't learned a lesson. You look at the greatest of this generation, he could have beaten them all. The physical gifts that he has, 
the talent that he has around him, the support system of what the Pittsburgh Steelers have become over the last 40 years, he could have had more than all of them. And they wouldn't have had as much as they had because he would have been beating them in the postseason. And he already had to do it once before when it came to Peyton Manning. You'll see two Super Bowls when it's all done. And you'll see a definite Hall of Famer when it's all done. But there can't, I cannot stop but think what could have been and how disappointing it is to have that much talent on that football team and to be hoping that the Cleveland Browns can beat the Baltimore Ravens so you can skate in on your leather ass into the postseason. That's an embarrassment, if not even more, Pathetic. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Many other jobs are getting ready to be uh, brought to the end. I know people want to be arguing about Mike Tomlin throughout the night. People are going to be arguing about other ones. Looks like Dirk Cutter is going to be out. It already seems that Todd Bowles is going to be out of the New York Jets. The Jets are a very interesting place. And let me give the fair warning right now because so many fans, and I'll bring this piece of paper out because I did this a couple of weeks ago. Hickey knows where I'm going to go with this. We'll get calls from Jets fans tonight. We'll get calls from Buccaneers fans tonight. Who else do you think? Is is Vance Joseph, has he been fired yet? Hick? No, just the just Bowles and uh and Cutter so far. So far just Bowles and Cutter and then before Hugh Jackson and Mike McCarthy, right? Okay. I think a lot of people are gonna be wanting to follow the the trends on this. I just I want you to be careful. In 2016. Now, 2015, let me start with this. Guys who were hired in the 2015 going into that offseason. Rex Ryan, John Fox, Gary Kubiak, Todd Bowles, Jack Del Rio, Jim Tomsula, Dan Quinn. Of all those guys, Gary Kubiak did win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, and then he retired. Todd Bowles just got fired. Rex Ryan, John Fox, Jack Del Rio, Jim Tomsula, all fired. Dan Quinn's the last man standing. And out of all those guys, you have an offensive head coach who was rehired by with Gary Kubiak. The rest, defensive head coach, defensive former head coach, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive line coach. Boy, they followed the trends, didn't they? In 2016, Doug Peterson, he was hired by the Philadelphia Eagles, offensive coordinator. Also hired that year, Hugh Jackson, Adam Gase, Ben McAdoo, Dirk Cutter, who just got canned, Chip Kelly, Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey was an interim and a holdover and an offensive guy. Chip Kelly, an offensive head head coach before Dirk Cutter, Ben McAdoo, Adam Gase, Hugh Jackson, and Doug Peterson, all previously offensive coordinators. 2017, Sean McDermott, Vance Joseph, defensive guys. Okay, and Sean McDermott's done a hell of a job. Doug Marone, former offensive head coach, former coordinator with Jacksonville, now the head coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anthony Lynn, offensive coordinator. Sean McVay, offensive coordinator with a bullet. Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator. Sean McVay, 30 years old. Who are your main candidates, the guys that we're talking about when you ask Jay Glazer and Adam Schefter and Jason LaCanfora? Chris Richmond, Zach Taylor, Lincoln Riley before, even though he released a statement. Matt Campbell before, even though he got re-signed. Kevin Stefanski, 39, 32, 35, 39, 36. Beware of the trends. If you're in New York, if you're in Cleveland, if you're in Green Bay, if you're in Tampa, if you're with any one of these organizations as a fan, 
I know you want to follow the trends, and you see what Sean McVay's doing out in L.A., and you think, man, I'd love to have that. Just like what people saw what was going on in Seattle, and they thought, man, I'd love to have that defense, just like they knew what they thought was going on before with that offense. Man, I'd love to have a guy like Doug Peterson. Would you like to have a guy like that, or would you want that guy? Because it's proof positive with all these trends that are going on, if you follow the trend, you got about a 1-7 in seven shot at having that one work out for you. And when it comes to youth and inexperience to that time, we've seen Sean McVay show a prodigy type of understanding to the game of football, partially because he grew up in the NFL, but not always because he grew up in the NFL. The guy is absolutely a Mozart when it comes to remembering plays and having the recall and going through situational football. He's proven to do that, but that's Sean McVay. Can I guarantee any one of these young guys on this list or can do that, or am I doing it just because they're young and I want to have that quote-unquote revitalization? I urge you. When we start making the calls and you call me up and you call the local guys up and we start yelling about this coach and that coach and this coach and that coach and how we want this young guy, he's young, fresh, he's exuberant, he's fun, he's like a new puppy. You can get yourself, and Hick knows this, McKeon knows this, Zimmer knows this, they know it all, baby. Because I've been saying it for two months. You could want yourself the next Sean McVay. You could end up with the next Lane Kiffin. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take your calls on this coming up at 1040 p.m. Eastern. Aditi Kankawala, we think she's going to join us from the NFL Network. And also coming up, nope, Notre Dame didn't learn a lesson. And yep, the committee got it right. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. Aditi Kinkabwala hopefully will be joining us in 20 minutes. She needs her beauty sleep, folks. Those are her words, not mine. Matt Merchel going to join us from the Orlando Sentinel coming up at 11 p.m. Eastern. Jason Cole, my buddy, the fan-sided editor, 1135, 11:40 p.m. Eastern. We got all the football covered. Five burning questions at 11:20 p.m. Eastern. Just a whole bunch going on. It's the final Sunday night show ever. We or I, because Hickey, are you staying? I'm staying. I'm like a football coach that's just leaving my assistants away. I'm not even bringing you with me. We're moving to, or I'm moving, so I can't say even we, uh, moving to 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. So some folks might be a little bit sad about that. Some folks are nonplussed. Some folks are thanking God. Let's go to the phones. I'll, I'll get to the Notre Dame thing in a little bit. Mike in Massachusetts, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, bud. Hey, how's it going, man? Wonderful. Go ahead. I just want to talk about windows. All right. The, the Patriots and Packers in terms, because there's a lot of hatred, not on your station, but 98.5 in the local media. On the hub? Since the uh, greatest of all time game was blown way out of proportion. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers is now the worst quarterback in the league, as opposed to having the same justifications Brady's getting this year for a somewhat lackluster performance as is potential injuries and lack of weapons or huh. it can't be coaching. I, I just want to know where the, uh, the hatred comes from towards Aaron Rodgers now at this point. The hatred towards Aaron. Oh, okay. So we're making excuses for Tom Brady, but we're hating Aaron Rodgers. It, it, Is that it? Say, like, the excuses might be justified to Brady, but I'm saying why aren't those same excuses being applied to him as now he's horrible 
hmm. because they're not winning. It, well, they're actually rebuilding right now, which I think is keeping their window wide open. Right? They have nine rookies or second-year players starting. You're talking about 22. the Patriots, the Patriots, no, or are you talk, talking about oh, the, the Packers. Packers right now? Yeah, because they're. I think they're in the middle of a changeover with their entire roster, and yeah. they, they've they've got a couple of still. They got a couple of old heads. Like, isn't, isn't Clay Matthews the third now? Ten years in, any oh, ten years I, into that I, career? I, I can't wait for that guy to get get going too. But <laughs> <laughs> that's another story altogether. Uh, I, I tell you what, Mike. I I don't I don't find myself. I think the book about Aaron Rodgers is still yet to be written. And let me explain it here in a second. And Mike, thank you for the call. I don't want to hold a bunch of, and I just went on a tangent about Ben Roethlisberger. I think if Aaron Rodgers had the talent around him that Roethlisberger had or Brady had, I think it would have been not even close, not even close. And I think Ben Roethlisberger has the physical tools and had the talent around him that he could have knocked down a few of the championships for Tom Brady because Tom Brady would have never got there. I think he would have done that for Peyton Manning. He already took one of them away. I think that he could have been considered one of the best, the best ever, one of the very best, one of the top, not just a Hall of Famer. He'll be a Hall of Famer, but one of the very greatest ever to play the position. But it's the 10 cent head when I talk about Ben Roethlisberger. When I talk about Aaron Rodgers, I want to see what happens when they hire a new head coach. And I want to see what Mike McCarthy does. If Mike McCarthy goes to Cleveland or Mike McCarthy goes to the Jets and they have some success there, We'll remember Aaron Rodgers as one of the greatest of this generation, talented quarterback, great fantasy football quarterback, a guy who got very, very close, won it once, but obviously got very, very close a couple of times and probably should have gotten there a little bit more. But I'll still blame him for that disintegration between him and Mike McCarthy. Over years, sometimes a relationship needs to change. But if I see Mike McCarthy go out with a young quarterback in Cleveland or go out with a young quarterback in New York and they go out and they win something there, then did you let your own ego get in the way? Did you let the pressure of being compared to Tom Brady and Drew Brees and the other greats of your generation, did you let that get in the way? Because I'm not here, and I'm sure that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick don't always see eye to eye, and I guarantee you that Sean Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees don't always get along. But the stories of Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy this season have become legendary. Blake in Boston. Blake, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Do we got Blake? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Blake. Let me have it. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, me personally, as a Dolphins fan in Mass, it's sort of rough, but I think oh, uh, Adam Gase needs to go. Well, if they get rid of uh, Mr. T, they got to get rid of them both. Yeah, Tatum Bomb needs to go. Gates needs to go. Tannehill needs to go. They have an offensive coordinator that they don't even use because Gates decides to make all the play calls himself, and he does a horrible job with it. Yeah. I mean, it's it comes to the point where it's gotten so predictable when I'm watching the game. I can sit there with my wife, and I'm like, watch. Here comes a screen pass, and what do you think happens? Screen pass. Yeah, well, that, it's, it's have... just simple. Blake, it's just, it's just simple. I think that part of it is predictable because he doesn't trust who he has at the controls of the quarterback position, so he can only do so much, which that's an excuse for him. That is an excuse. But you just look at what happened today. They got decimated by a team that was playing with pride. They had no pride when they went up there to Buffalo. They're already ready for vacation. They don't care. That's a guy who's lost his team. That's all there is to it. I I wish I could say something different, Blake, but I think that's a guy who's lost his team. They're ready for a new head coach. I think that he might be ready for a new opportunity. Maybe somewhere else. I, I, and if they were to let go of Mike Tannenbaum, Blake, and Blake, I got to run, man. I thank you for the call. 
if they get rid of Mike Tannenbaum, I think that's it. Because you don't want to bring in a new general manager and just keep Adam Gase over. What, so you can work with one of the new quarterbacks this year? And then what, you finish around 500 next year, you can Adam Gase, and then you're already working with a new head coach. I'd like to put a general manager and a head coach together at the same time. But for Adam Gase, for them to not come out there, I didn't think Rex Ryan was a great head coach at the end of it anyway. But I'm sure that Blake remembers this, and I forget what year this actually was. Was this 14 or 15? When they went down with the Jets, and they were 7 and 8, and the Jets are not a great example of a great organization whatsoever. But Woody Johnson was talking about firing Rex Ryan. And Pete, who might be in the studio, remembers yeah. this. Uh-huh. You know exactly what I'm going to talk about here, yes, don't sir. you? What year was that? Uh, so that was after it was the second to last year of of Rex. So that was, yeah. uh, and I forget what exact year that was. So they made the play. Uh, so so it was nine and ten. They made the playoffs. So it would have been twelve. It would have been. Okay. Like after the 12th no, I think it season. would have been four because he didn't. It well, was the second no, to last sorry, year. The 13. thirteen season. Thirteen okay. season. Yes. Real quick, he went down there talking about a guy who can at least inspire people, and Rex could do that because mm-hmm. they went down there. They won in Miami. They were eight and eight. They celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. Yes. Because they were <laughs> keeping Rex because they went eight and eight. If you can say anything about Rex Ryan, he could still inspire people a little bit like the old man. Yeah, he did. And Adam Gase didn't. That was horror. They laid down for Buffalo today. That Not was good. awful. I will Off. say this, if I, at the risk of sounding a little unprofessional. Please. I lo- it is like music to my ears when Dolphin fans are crying. Listen to you. That is it a bit is, unprofessional. It, I mean, I'm listening to that last phone call, and with all due respect to him, I'm sure he's a nice fella. With all due respect, all due I respect, love that you're upset. I, I mean, I, listen, I, look, I got my own problems. No question about it. <laughs> but, I, but I love to hear Dolphin fans cry. I, 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 I dislike the Dolphins more than I dislike the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but All I right. love that when Dolphin fans are crying, it is like, to me, it's like almost as good as a Billy Joel song. Like, that's how, like, entertaining oh my it is. God. Blake is going to find a voodoo doll of you. <laughs> He's going to find you on Twitter. <laughs> Peter, thank you. You got it. <laughs> the great Peter Schwartz helping me jog my memory. Aditi Kinkabwala coming up after this. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Hey, there's great news. Switch to Geico. Now I can save 15% or more on car insurance in just 15 minutes. Also, we have also some more great news. Zimmerman, you guys got a new coach already down in Miami. Let's go, baby. Woo, Manny Diaz. (laughs) Oh, boy, he pulled the old Belichick on the Temple Isles, huh? Okay. Yeah, Manny Diaz going to be the new head coach in Miami after Mark Rick left. It's not funny. Did Mark Rick get the old, real quick, before we bring on Aditi. Do you guys think Mark Rick got the old Jim Leahy where, you know, I was given two choices, so I resigned? I, from everything I read, they, uh, they said they need to, he needs to fire his son as a QB coach and hire an OC, and he <laughs> obviously chose to retire instead. That's always great when you tell them to fire their kids. That's going to work out. All right, Aditi Kinkabala joins us on the show. We'll talk more about that later. Hello, Aditi. Hello, Ken. Aditi, you have a young son, right? I do. Would you fire him to keep your job? <laughs> uh, no. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Info? Hey, listen, you can keep your job if you fire your son. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you didn't do a good job raising your son. So he didn't bring, he didn't bring him up right coaching him? 
It's, what, it's, I mean, it's basically with Mark Rick. I don't know. I'm watching Derrick Henry and the Titans right now. Oh, listen to you. You're so focused on the NFL. You used to cover college, Aditi. Uh, there was a time when I did that. Yeah, well, and then I got old and jaded. And then I get old and jaded. <laughs> I think, okay, go. here's my hot take. The Browns are making the playoffs next year. The what? Browns are a well, playoff a team. No. Yes. What do you mean no? Yes. No, just, I can't believe you I said no because you're saying I'm, – I'm just surprised you're saying it. I would like to agree with you. They're making Why the playoffs in 2019. It, it okay, is a bit of a surprise. They have a, no, 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 no. They have a ridiculous amount of talent. They mm-hmm. clearly have tremendous chemistry where they play mm-hmm. for each other. And mm-hmm. I love Baker. Who doesn't love Baker? Well, I know one guy doesn't love Baker. I mean, lots um, of people don't love Baker. <laughs> you have a lot of local media in Cleveland that don't love Baker. Boy, I tell you, it's an awkward thing, but it, none of them will say it to their face. Uh, Aditi joining us <laughs> on the show on <laughs> Network, follow her on Twitter. In a very, you know, like platonic, grown-up, professional way. Could you imagine <laughs> that if I, if I was in the media scrum and I'm just like, hey, buddy, I don't like you. Could you imagine uh, some sort of an uh, altercation like that? I mean, would it be, or would you just be like, okay, well, I don't like you either? Well, I'll, t- I'll talk about the Steelers and Ravens here in a moment. I have to admit, I was there on Wednesday when he was asked all the questions about Hugh Jackson, and I was in the <laughs> back, and I had to keep it down because I just started roaring. I loved it. I really love. I love that. It- I love that he did it. Obviously. Okay, you know what? Here's the point. Cleveland, oh. Cleveland, huh. Cleveland, the city, and Browns as a franchise have been basically. Uh, I'm trying to think of a clean FCC-approved word, have been lambasted and treated yep. in a way that is absolutely with disrespect yep. for many, many years. Yep. And so when someone went out of his way to try to disrespect the franchise, the organization, and the city, Baker said, no, 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 not on my watch. And so why you. would the city not love this kid? He's finally saying enough. You're not going to do you-know-what on Cleveland. Well, I tell you, it's not even that. I like it that they even ask the question because I think it just fuels the fire of the fan base and him. He has a massive chip on his shoulder, and I think Browns oh, fans have yeah. a massive chip on theirs. 100%. I think even Agreed. even asking him the question because you know you're going to get a dynamite answer, I think it's just going to galvanize the fan base. There is no gray area with Baker. You're either with him or against him, Aditi. You know that. Oh, Yeah. Well, I hope that um, – I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to watch them. It's fun to watch that energy. It's fun to watch the fire with which they play. It's fun to see all that talent. I mean, it's the complete antithesis of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Aditi Kinkabwala joining us on the show. <laughs> I went off on Ben Roethlisberger at the beginning of the show. Uh, I didn't like the blame wait, game wait, he wait. had. Can I go back? Wait, can what? I go back for a second? The yeah, go ahead. Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are winning in the National yeah. Football League by mm-hmm. playing old school football. It's the true. Baltimore Ravens are winning by running the football, eating clock, and playing great defense. Remember when the Pittsburgh Steelers used to do that? Oh my goodness, this is some strong stuff. Jim Hazlitt. Okay, so Jim Hazlitt, who grew up in Western PA, mm-hmm. you know, has a history with the Steelers, says to me today pregame. Now he's uh, the linebacker's coach with the Bengals. He says to me, how is the city of Pittsburgh okay with them running all these five wides, with them not running the football? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) what makes you think the city of Pittsburgh is okay with this? 
I have no answer for it. The Pittsburgh Steelers franchise apparently is okay with Ben Roethlisberger having 5,000 passing yards and no playoff appearance. Ooh, that's not very good. Well, I thought I didn't like him doing the blame game. I think they need leadership in, in these moments. And he's 15 years in. And when he was a rookie and being stupid, well, he, he had plenty of leaders on that team, so he didn't have to be a leader when he was a rookie. But when he was young, you remember the the fake apologies and stuff like that? You can get away with that when you're young. You're 15 years in. You're playing the blame game here. I know everybody wants Tomlin fired in Pittsburgh right now, but I, I think that that – I think that's silly. I think that was silly by okay, Ben Okay, but here's what the issue is. It has nothing to do with whether Tomlin is a good coach or not. Tomlin has absolutely zero discipline, no accountability. He does not hold his players to any sort of accountability. Mm-hmm. And there is a sense that this is a team that needs to rein certain things in. And can Tomlin now, after ha- having allowed – after having allowed so much behavior that is contrary to what a team does, can he suddenly rein that in? Yeah, but you told me a couple weeks ago there's no way he's getting fired. There is no way he's getting fired. So he's definitely keeping his job. 100%. So the I only think way it... that Mike Tomlin ever leaves this position is if he decides, I'm done. I'm ready to move on. He'll never get fired. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't do that. It, okay, but what if – say the bottom actually really fell out some way somehow. Like they were cl- – I think, think the bottom fell out this year. year? No, 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 I think no, it did this year. But I'm, I'm saying I'm saying 4-12, and 12, horrific, okay, terrible no, no, football. No, 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 no. You know what, Ken? I had three separate players tell me that this team this year had more talent yeah. than any team in the last five years. I agree. Did not even make the playoffs? I said it was pathetic. It is pathetic. I thought you it was pathetic. I honestly littered over that defense. Yeah, I didn't think it was pathetic. And by the way, I'm not calling Steelers fans pathetic when I say this. I'm not. But that you're out there on the field hoping and praying. You're wearing orange shirts into the building, yeah. like I saw you tweet yeah. earlier. I thought that was pathetic. You shouldn't be in that position to do that. No, you not with as much talent as on this team. You absolutely wouldn't. But you know what? You lose in Oakland. You lose a huge lead against the Chargers at home. You show up flat at home against your rival Ravens. You throw a dumb pick at the end of the game against the Broncos. I mean, this is when you end up in this position. So Mike Tomlin isn't getting fired. What about John Harbaugh? He shouldn't go anywhere, right? Steve Bishotti would be a moron to let him go, wouldn't he? You know what? Steve Bishotti wants to keep him at this point, but John Harbaugh would be smart to listen to every single offer that's out there. John Harbaugh is a good, good coach. You know what I just said? I said this to someone earlier today. John Harbaugh sometimes doesn't have as much talent as he needs. He sometimes doesn't have as much personnel as he needs. But he never, ever, ever feels a team that it's flat. Never. He always has his team ready to play. That means his voice still works. You you know what I mean by that? Like, people are still listening to him, Aditi. You get that? You get that. Because earlier in the year, you know, it's funny, just prior to the bye, so the Ravens lost to the Steelers just before their bye. And it was yeah. not a question of, is John Harbaugh still a good coach? But it was sort of like, have you been here too long? Is your message no longer heard? Is your voice no longer heard? And he's clearly laid lie to that idea. I mean, they've won, what, five of six games? I mean, they're as hot as can be. <laughs> Aditi, I, mean, I wish I had... football in the way that I love to play football. Run the football and play defense. Oh, no, you don't. You say that just because it's a fun thing to say. 
No, you know. That doesn't put butts in. Well, ten, if old you, school as it gets. If you win, that will put butts in seats, so I have to take that back. But, you know, the Browns I mean, have tried to do that because they didn't have general. a quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Is Marvin, and, Lewis, is Marvin Lewis hanging it up? I got two minutes. Is Marvin Lewis hanging it up? Go. No, I just asked you the question. Oh, why? No, I don't think he is. You? Oh, you think he's coming back? Is he? Are they six and ten? Right? Or yeah, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're six and ten. Yeah, I think he. Can but they had back eighteen back. guys on IR. I mean, everybody got hurt this year. He probably still thinks everybody. he can go back to the playoffs. I say yes. Okay. All right. I got that. We got that going for us. Oh, what was it? What else was it going? Oh, how far do the Ravens go? Who, okay, who's the Browns' new head coach? Oh, I think the Ravens can absolutely beat the Chargers, and I also think the Ravens can beat the Chiefs. Oh my goodness gracious! Do you think? Uh, do you think Greg Williams should be back next year? Mm, that's mm, a nice taking question. you too long. You got to be head over heels in love. You have to yeah, say yes no. to that type of thing. It's like being engaged. You know, you have uh, to say yes. You can't think about it. Maybe I should have thought about it more. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Six years and one child in, maybe. <laughs> you only been married six years? You make it out to be like it's like 30. I mean, not yet, five, but wait, no, maybe six. When was I married? I was married in 2013. Next year will be six. There you <laughs> go. Well, fantastic. All right. Aditi, I thank you very much Have for the time. Have a great night. The wonderful Aditi Kinkabwala joining us on the show. 855-212-4227. I, I do think it's that way. I think it's both ways with it is very much a marriage. If you're talking about firing a guy, like if you're talking about having a divorce, like you can go through the marriage counseling and things like that. Fine. Maybe you can save it. Bill Cowher saved it a couple of times. Fans were talking about it, even though we know that the Steelers weren't thinking about it just like they aren't with Mike Tomlin. But if you're talking about it, probably going to happen. More than likely going to go that way. And if you're talking about hiring a guy or keeping a guy and you go, mm, if you're thinking like that, he's probably gone. I think Greg Williams has done a terrific job with the Browns. And I think that he's changed the conversation of does prospect A, B, C, or D give us a better shot than Greg Williams? I think that's where the conversation has to begin. Before it was, hey, let's see who this guy is and we'll we'll figure it out what it is and, and we'll we'll have all this great big broad search and we'll we'll try to go big game hunting that whole thing. I think it changes now because of what Greg Williams has done with the Cleveland Browns. And also I, I gotta admire what John Harbaugh has done with the Ravens. I think it's fantastic. I would drive over there right I'd leave the show right now to bring him to Cleveland if I could. Can't do it, so you'll just have to listen to me. Coming up next, Matt Merchelle, Notre Dame, ain't going anywhere. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.